welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. This is where me and The Fool give our unqualified and unrequested ramblings on the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello, everybody. As we are back to the World Cup, our original bread and butter. Yeah. Be lots of fun. Absolutely. And it's so far basically through with the first round of the group stage, and we've played a bunch of games at the first day of the second round of the group stage. Yeah, about Um, half the groups, I think, have got through their their second second games in group pool. Yeah. And for reference points, uh, we this is Sunday the 27th. We're, we're recording this. Yep. Um, New Zealand time. Um, so far, so the tournament started with a bang with Qatar. Very, yeah. like I think you and I commented, very, very smooth looking Ecuador team. Smooth, oh, smooth, uh, smooth. Style and smooth in football style too. Yeah, yeah. That was actually a really good game from, yeah, from just... Very Amazing clever. how good, so how well good played. Just, as you said, smooth. That was the best word for it in all aspects. Yep. And a f- couple of hours later, they were followed by um, England absolutely thrashing Iran. Yeah. Um, Watched that too. Huge Amazing. highlight of that game uh, with the Ira- Iranian players not singing the national anthem. Apparently yeah. already getting several death threats. and. Ooh. Uh, thing and I think, well, given the results that came later, spoiler warning, this earlier today, we can say that that Iranian team were a bit, uh, probably preoccupied, and that was a horrific injury to their goalkeeper. Yeah, who yeah. Then, for whatever reason, decided to stay on when he was very clearly concussed, and then oh. subbed himself off. The medical like, that team should have taken him off. Like I was watching that with my son on replay, and we saw that, and we was like, he needs to come off. Like, there shouldn't even be a question put to him. I think we need to be very clear. I think there are times where I've watched this World Cup where a player is very obviously concussed and the mm. referees are not doing anything. Like, like let's be clear, the, pl- the referee's first job is not enforcing the rules. Their first and most important responsibility is player safety. Yeah. Like, they have to immediately call a medical team and be like, look, a concussion test, if, and, you know, get, get him off the field and, yo. Know, this is why injury time exists. Yeah, exactly. And the um, I understand that referees are mindful of time and all that. Mm. Um, maybe there needs to be a rule about if the referee is calling uh, a stop in play because there's a medical, there should be a stop in the clock. Because well, it's a medical, uh, especially for a concussion check, because that is a protocol, that's a health and safety issue. Yeah. I and mean, they have been playing just about all and a little bit more of the actual stoppages. So, like, yeah. they've, like that Iranian one as well. There was 14 extra minutes, was it? Yeah, 14 extra yeah, minutes yeah. of that first half, which is about how long that yeah. stoppage took. Um, my thought is that they need to do like rugby, in that yes. if there's potential con- concussion, you're allowed to sub the player and it doesn't count as your substitution. And if the player subsequently passes the concussion test, the H... Um, I protocols, then they're allowed to come back on and you just swap them back out and say, oh, that, yeah, they were just off for a bit to make sure that everything's okay. They were, then bring them back on, 
think. I mean, goalkeepers, yeah, that's a little bit harder because that's yeah. a, a sort of a position that you don't but want to be cold in. also but... a prime position to get a concussion. Yeah. So I think you just got to allow those substitutions to happen. Just like, get the, the player. The players had a head knock. Get them off the field. Get them into the tunnel. Get them checked out. Reserve goalkeeper can go on. And if it turns out the, goal, the keeper is actually fine and can continue in the middle of stuff like, yep, he's sweet. Then you just swap back in, and that's fine. And everybody's just like, yep, that happened for a bit. We played on, yeah. we're all okay. He was fine. And if yeah. he's not, then it has to be the doctor's responsibility to be like, no, he's he's passed, he's failed these protocols, he's not going back on. No matter what he thinks, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no continuing here. Yeah, absolutely. That's the... Absolutely what the doctor should do. And like, as I said, I think it is the um, the referee's response. That's their first responsibility. Yeah. It's not like me saying something and saying that this is my opinion. That is actually their first responsibility. Oh, no, 100% of this, yeah. So, the needs to, it needs to be better. Um, mm. Then we also had... In Group A, the second uh, the game, second Group A game that uh, that uh, opening day, when Senegal played the Netherlands, yeah, um, another great game. That game oh, was, that was basically great. chess on grass. Like I'm just saying, like it's basically both yeah. sides building up this pawn wall, deciding where their knights are going, setting. And it was one of those games where I could tell as soon as one team scored a goal, the equivalent of the first pawn exchange happening, everything would become chaos. Yeah, yeah. The end game would come in and everything would just get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the Netherlands basically played their mid and end game better if using that chess analogy and, like, yeah. Came well, I think, with... yeah, given where it was, it was near the end of the game, yeah. If you're using the chess analogy, the goal went in and then the Netherlands just traded everything down. They yeah. got the advantage, they traded everything down and then used that to win the end game. And that's, Absolutely. That's classic meta in chess right now is... Yeah, the beginning's tense and tight until you get your your material advantage, even if it's one pawn, whatever it is, especially if it's a piece. Then, then your job is to trade everything down. So once you're up a piece, you just trade and trade everything else because you'll be up something at the end of that, yeah, and yeah. that's what you went on. Absolutely. And, and yeah, it was 100% what Netherlands did. And. I didn't catch most of the USA Wales game, I only kind of caught the end, which is when Wales equalized. Yeah. But that game feels like a game where the USA should have done the same chess game, taken that pawn advantage, and then this is where you do a misplay. Yeah. In the middle of your mid game and you let the other player come back in and it's you have a sh and they even it out and you have to ask for a draw. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty much it. Low on clock. Um Yeah. Okay. So but the USA did not impress me in their game against Wales. I thought Wales played really well. Mm. Um, I also didn't get to watch a lot of it because Sky. I was watching them on demand, on replays, and Sky decided that they weren't going to put the Wales USA replay up at any useful time. So I ended up watching just the highlights as well, which was yeah. quite annoying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now. Moving on from that game, we had one of the highlights of the tournament so far. Argentina depend 1, Saudi Arabia 2. As it say, highlights may depend on your may depend but, on your point of view, but yes. But like, what a great football game that was! Just watching oh. Saudi, you know, like you and I talked about ideal teams and materialist materialist teams in the previous yeah. podcast and how they work so the moment a team comes out unironically with a 4-4-2 you're like this is a materialistic team they yeah. know 
they're building on the game state. They only care about what's happening in the. They don't have. They've got the bare minimum ideals because obviously they still have a formation. But that's about <laughs> it. Like a proper old school 442. Like it yeah. brought joy to my heart. Like Argentina <laughs> played the game well, but I, it felt like Saudi Arabia had most. You know, did a really good offside trap, kept the yeah. game um, working well, and they. Um, they managed to, uh, you know, they conceded that penalty, um, and obviously Lionel Messi scored that goal. But you know, I, they never felt out of it to me. Like they were using a mid block rather than a low block, which is the classic four-four-two, yeah. and with the overlapping fullbacks, it was. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think Argentina had a counter to that in the second half. Like that mid block just became more and more, you know, and they started getting more and more position and uh, possession. Yeah, and so, yes, just the, were able to counter like any attacking threat from Argentina very easily. Yeah, especially in the second half. The first half it looked like Argentina should, you know, they just got their timings wrong on the runs with the high line, you know. Yeah, yeah. They hadn't quite got it, and Saudi Arabia just didn't look like it. Things just they hadn't quite got it clicked right. But yes, yeah. obviously whatever was said in, at halftime, Saudi Arabia worked, and whatever was said to Argentina did not work. It came out. Yeah, I, yeah. Despite that first half, like Argentina dominated a lot of the attack and the shots and possession. Yeah. That Saudi never looked panicked to me in that game. Mm. They looked chill and like they knew what they were doing and they. Yeah. Um, I sort of felt the first half they were still a little bit like they had their idea and it was working, but it seemed very edgy. Like everything was sort of okay, but there was a little bit of just tenseness, a little bit of. But, but yeah, say so once they got out in the second half, it seemed all that seemed to have melted away, and maybe it was just the occasion. You know, you're playing against Argentina, yeah. and it's the first half, and everybody's just a bit on edge about it. It's messy there, you know. Like, oh, this is this thing. It's the time, and then, you know, they've got through the first half. They're one down. Everything's a bit thing, and you know, maybe it was just like, hey, we're one down. It's Argentina. Nobody's expecting us to win. Go out there and play. Uh, you know. So, the next half of football's the half that we get to show who we are, and yeah, they did bring it. Uh, yeah, I did like the stats. They had three shots, all on target. Two of them were goals, and the other one was a deflected, was was a shot that was blocked that went and led to the second goal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's the stats of the game are just crazy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the but there was. It's an incredible moment, like the mm. you know historic uh, result. Um, there was a, a really really interesting podcasts about this game. Um, refer yeah. you to Tifo and the Athletic, like I did before. And there's some great yeah. videos, or fortunes and the like. But really, um, one of the best podcasts I heard is from uh, from the Athletic, where one of the reporters, name I forget, actually went and travelled with the Saudi fans. Oh really? To get, I didn't see that one. To to like immerse himself in Arab football mm -hmm. culture. So what the Saudis did, like, okay, just a bit of geopolitical history. Saudi Arabia and Qatar have had a bit of a tiff, can we say? Yeah. A bit of a neighborhood squabble, like people unhappy about the shared fence issue, you know, yeah, and yeah. like complaints, <laughs> complaints to the police about noise, all this standard yeah. neighbor stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Occasionally stopping, stopping you from going out to buy groceries. <laughs> Uh, so Saudi Arabian uh, 
Qatar kind of mended their fences and, you know, sp uh, decided to at least temporarily bury the hatchet. And what the Saudi Arabian um, government uh, and authorities said is like, look, you, we have a shared border with Qatar. They've set up a very efficient uh, passport control at the border. Just mm -hmm. treat the border as a giant park and ride. Just go there and there will be shuttle buses on the other side that will take you to the games. All right, yeah. So very, that's a very sensible system, yeah. like very, but this guy, this reporter was traveling from Doha to the border and there's no system to get onto that bus from inside Qatar. You have to get oh. on from the border side. So he couldn't figure out how to get there. Like the border people were kind of like, oh, we'll have to get you into Saudi Arabia and then you'll have to come back in. And he's like, oh, I don't have a visa to go to Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah, I recommend you don't go to Saudi Arabia, Ben, if you want to come back into Qatar. And... <laughs> So there was a bunch of things and he couldn't figure out what to do. He's like, okay, so would you have a car, sir? Because he's in the middle of the desert, right? Yeah. And the he's like, uh, not really. I just let my Uber go. And they were like, okay, you wait here. There'll be another bus that takes us home. You can come with us. And <laughs> apparently some police officers took pity on him. And they were like, okay, we'll sneak. We'll give you permission. We'll take you aside and get you onto one of those buses. And then he like talked to groups of fans until one busload of fans were like, "Yep, yep, we'll come with us. It'll be fine. It'll be chill. You'll get, yeah. you'll enjoy it." And he got on, and it was interesting. He was saying there was there was people. There were obviously the attitude like going into the game was ecstatic. They were so excited to go and watch Argentina. Everybody was excited to watch Messi. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of Saudi Arabia fans were just like, look, it's a win-win for us. If we win, we win. If we yeah. don't win, Argentine Messi wins. That's really yeah. good. So they were pumped either way. And like, uh, just to point out, um, the Lionel Messi is like a ambassador for tourism Saudi Arabia. So he is. It's more than just he's a popular football player. Like he's very yeah, yeah. popular in Saudi Arabia. Sure. Yes. Um, and yeah, the fans were absolutely, they were like, that fan energy, like football is a vibes game. Like yeah, that's yeah. what you can tell, that's a vibes game. Like the, it was the supporters who basically were like, being the 12th man, like all those cliches about bringing the energy from the crowd to the yeah. game. Oh no, that totally happened, Jess. Like, without the crowd there, that game would have not ended the way it did. Yeah, yeah. And the, because of the results of the rest uh, from that, like Mexico and Poland drew nil all, that for a while Saudi Arabia was top of Group C. Um, yeah. Until today. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers incoming after what? But now Denmark also played Tunisia. The game was nil all. Um, it's a pretty standard, tired game, very cagey. This is the sort of thing we see World Cups throw up all the time. Mm -hmm. um, France did the absolute business to Australia. Like, Australia were woeful in that game. Like, yeah. genuinely awful. Like, they got, they were lucky to get that early goal, like, against the run of play and, like, catching the French unaware. But just after that point, the French were just like, nah. We are... What curse? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they've officially ended the curse. Spoilers. Once again. Spoilers. <laughs> Excuse me. So... Morocco drew with Croatia. Great performance from Morocco, I thought. Those, that game was quite even in cagey. Just neither side able to break each other down. They yeah. um, basically uh, expected both are very strong defensive teams. Um, like 
Morocco's fullbacks uh, pressured Croatia, but uh, yeah, I thought they were unlucky to not get a point, get a goal rather in that game. But yeah, you know, uh, especially because uh, Croatia has a lot of younger, talented players that are not picking in their starting eleven. Yeah, yeah. So this might come back to bite Croatia. Um, Possibly. Is it a tough group? They're yeah. in. It is a tough group. I see it was the first time they've failed to score in 12 World Cup matches. Yeah. Since, and the only, there's only one other that they've not scored, which is a goalless draw in 2006 yeah. against Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that shows exactly how cagey that was and how good Morocco was. So from the uh, 23rd of November where we had like three nil all draws and like an incredible performance for France. We went to arguably the most entertaining day of yeah. the World Cup so far. Germany, Japan. Ooh, wow. yeah. yeah. What a game. What a result. What a How good did Japan's kits look on TV? Like, we knew they were going to look good, but oh, it's so good to be right about it. Like, <laughs> It was so good. And then those kits obviously helped. Yeah, yeah, absolutely helped. Um, and like, as soon as Muller got subbed off, the the Japanese bring on three players, um, and yeah, the last half hour of the game they dominated and they did. deservedly took the, the three points. Um, yeah. There's a lot of German football bloggers I follow who were basically like, look, this is a team of average Bundesliga players. Like, a couple of them are playing for relegation-threatened teams and can't even start for those teams. Yeah. So you know they're. Sure, they know how Germany plays, but the Germany basically stopped playing football in the last half hour, and this is what happened. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, Hansi Flick is a good manager. He was really good in qualifying, but yeah, there are some questionable decisions I think he's made. Like, just come on, man. Like, Hi Havertz is not a striker. Let's. I just want to say it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, somebody just needs to tell him this. <laughs> I know. I did see that. It was like. Ooh, okay then, I guess. That's an idea. Sometimes Germany just tries to be too clever. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, you have a perfectly fine player who can play as a striker, like Thomas Muller. Like, there were people were going on about, oh, maybe we should bring on Mario Gotze again as a striker. Like, like, at this point, why not just ask Miroslav Klose if he's available? Like, <laughs> what's going on, <laughs> Germany? Uh, <laughs> Moving on from Germany, though, Spain, woof! Oof, yeah. King of the I the ideal football team playing the ideal football game. Oh, they yeah. just did not let... The, okay, Ke let's put it out first. Keylor Nevas had a shocker. I like or, a yeah, very change. rare, extremely bad game from yeah, Keylor. Yeah. Uh, but basically, Spain took advantage. And they got the goals. Like, Marco Asensio yeah. playing as a striker. Look at that. A striker playing as a striker. Germany. Notes. Take... <laughs> you want to... Yeah. Get out that notepad, Germany. And just... Ooh. Oh, so striker plays play as a striker. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so many good players in the Spain team. Like, all knowing what they have to do and what they... You know, and getting the system right. It's just... Uh, Spain are a joy to watch. Just... You, and those care and that red kit they're wearing with the yellow stripes oh looked gorgeous on TV yeah yeah like incredible performance like I think rightfully they're joint favorites with Brazil if only yeah I felt Brazil are slightly ahead but I'll explain later because we'll get to that game soon enough yeah um, 
moving on from that game, Belgium to Canada. Belgium were lucky to get away with three points in that game. I think Canada deserved the uh, deserved at least a point. I think Canada outplayed Belgium all game. The XG heavily favored Canada. They had speed up front. Canada yeah. are a dangerous team. Group F at the moment, um, it, because it's a very close group, I, I think... Uh, Croatia, Morocco getting a draw. Canada can beat both teams. I, they should not be afraid of Morocco or Croatia. They, yeah. But that group could be complicated. Belgium is also beatable. I think they've shown they're not that golden generation are aging. They are yes. Especially their centre backs, who are basically I think a combined age of about roughly 400 years old or something <laughs> like that at this point. Tongan <laughs> and Topi Aberwald, like. Yeah, those players, they're so old. I'm just like, that's a blast from the past name, almost. <laughs> but in the end of the day, they got the points and they won. So you can't complain yeah. about that. Well done, Belgium. And Switzerland as well. Put in the work, got the work, got it done. Switzerland's a super, uh, super effective team in World Cups. They just tend to make second rounds very often. Yeah, yeah. Um, they play, uh, they play a very effective style of football. Um, they've got... The, they've got a classic 4-3-3 uh, four, four, uh, four, three, three format where, um, and in that group they're in I think um, they're poised to get into the group stage because I think they're better than uh, well they've already beaten Cameroon and they're better than Serbia I believe based on what I've seen of Serbia yeah. so far and I think they can give Brazil a run for their money especially yeah I don't think Brazil will lose to them, but that could easily end up a draw. Um, moving on from that, we had South Korea, Uruguay, nil all, standard KG game, it's a classic Tabarez special. Yeah. Um, but I think both teams will be happy to start off not losing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That too. that Group H is quite open um, mm. with. Kana losing, I think it could, uh, South Korea, Uruguay could both, yeah, they're both in a position where they can qualify from yeah, here. Yeah. Um, well, technically even Ghana can still qualify. Yeah, start but they're like, things. but they're a point ahead of, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Kana, so they're a bit more favourite. Portugal obviously on three points. Yeah. Um, that is definitely a good way to go in that group, is to get some three yeah, points. Yeah. Getting the three points and like I think deserving those three points. So Kana yeah, yeah. came very close to equalizing in the last minute from a mistake. <laughs> this was a classic uh, chess on grass game. Like literally the pawn walls and the moment Cristiano Ronaldo broke the deadlock, uh, Portugal scores a second, pushes ahead their advantage, and then makes a mistake, and Kana come back. Like it's what you see in chess games you know when you're playing so almost, like it went from a chess game to a speed chess game like yeah, yeah. in the spur of like a few minutes but it was highly entertaining my favorite match of the tournament so far loved watching it like I just couldn't keep away from the screen like something was just always happening something interesting was just always happening yeah 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 but game okay. and then we had Brazil against Serbia yeah. And Brazil announced themselves. They oh, definitely. They didn't let. Ser I think Serbia had zero shots on goal. 
Yeah. Like, no shots on like... target at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. This is why I rate Brazil, uh, uh, because they beat a team that was favored before the tournament. Like, Serbia was a team we were expecting things from. They, yeah, yeah. Their players were informed. They carried a few injuries, unfortunately for them. But we expected this to be Brazil's hardest game, technically. Yes. Now it looks like it might be Switzerland. Yeah, That's yeah. That's the game. Um, but, you know, Brazil dealt with it. There was no issues for them. No. Um, sure. Uh, it's a bit of a pity uh, Neymar getting injured. Um, yeah. Feel bad for him because he gets injured at World Cups for whatever reason. Yeah, but exactly. But he's at the group stage and he's only going to miss the next two games. Um, and Antonio replacing him. Yeah. Antonio did the business too when he was asked to come on. Um, that Brazilian attack is so deep. Just it's so good. So yeah. Weakness in that team, like. They deservedly took the points, and then well, Iran came back with revenge. And that game was cagey, and it looked like it was going to head for a draw. And then Hennessy gets a red card, which, and then Brazil, uh, Iran capitalized with two ex injury time goals. And yeah. now I'm sitting here thinking, well, Iran, despite the bad start, now they just need to win against the USA, and they're through. I think it's even just a draw, isn't it? Well, if they get a win, a draw, a win guarantees it. Yeah. Uh, if they get a draw, technically Wales, if they beat uh, England, can get ahead of them. Yeah, but they got to beat England by. Oh no, you, they just have a draw. They just have to beat Wales. Just have to beat England. Wales but just if... have to beat England if they. Yeah. Uh, but if USA, if it's a, if Iran wins, then Wales have to win by four goals, right? Yes. So, my ideal situation would be if Iran beats the USA by two goals and Wales beats uh, England by four goals so that both of those teams get through. Because <laughs> that would be funny. That, it would be funny um, for a lot of reasons. And I, I want to subscribe to this, this um, timeline that you have proposed. Yeah. I want to live in that world. So, let's hope it happens. Because following on from that uh, performance from Wales and Iran, like I think, like a very cagey performance, we had Senegal knocking the hosts out of the tournament, the first yeah. team to be knocked out. 3-1, did the business quietly. We all knew Senegal were a team. So, I think between them and Ecuador, that's going to be a very vital game. I think the Netherlands have... Uh, Netherlands drawing with Ecuador um, have left this group very open. It's going to be a yes. tense game, but I, you'd expect the Netherlands to beat Qatar. I do as well. That being oh, yeah. said, the Netherlands, they can choke. Yeah, um, yeah. exactly. You can't take anything for granted for that team. And the. Just as we predicted, England draw USA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a game. A dour middle draw. Where yeah. USA actually looked better. Yeah, the USA did look better. Um, England, like, you know, they're such a hot and cold team. Like, I fully expect them to lose to Wales. I fully expect them to lose to Wales. And I sort of the... expect a draw there. Just, it might not help Wales at all or anybody, but just on the grounds that England will just look crap and not get anything. Um, yeah. But the defense might just hold up enough. But then again, yeah, maybe Wales sneaks that last-minute winner and just like 
ruins the party, and that's kind of cool. I don't see yeah. Wales winning the 4 0, unfortunately, so. Well, I'm all they sure. need to do is win, like, 2 0, and then it's all based on goal difference. In which case, the Wales would be kicked out because of fair play. No, they'd have to be 3. 2 0 wouldn't be enough. It'd be 3. No, no, 2 0, would 2 -0 only... then all of them would have a goal difference of 0 and exactly the same number of goals. And no, goals England's. England's goal difference is four. Well, everybody else would be zero, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. England is four, so England. I was in the. Yeah. Trying to keep to the timeline where England doesn't go through. Yeah, so 3 0 at least for Wales is what we need. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they don't go through because of fair play then as well. So it'd be equal with England, so. Yeah. They need the four to be ahead of England. Yeah, they need exactly four to be ahead of England. Yeah. Now, the next game we played, Australia redeemed themselves mm -hmm. absolutely well. That was a great performance from them. Like, they just lost their mind with France after yeah, yeah. that first goal. And they looked good. And after scoring that first goal, they did something. They decided to become more defensive or something. And then, like, France just punished them. Yeah. Uh, but Tunisia got, like... Uh, whatever else, like Australia are not going to be the worst team in the World Cup because no. of this performance. Very, very good performance, I thought. And now they've opened their opportunities in that group because exactly the, um, they're ahead of Denmark um, because the French beat Denmark and the Australia just need to get a draw against Denmark to get through to the next round. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Denmark needs to beat them to get through. Mind yeah. uh, you, there is an off chance that if Denmark beats Australia, Tunisia could get through by beating France. Yes, exactly. This group is still very, very open, and the French players, the France tops this group already. Without, it uh, doesn't matter what the other results are. No, no, they can. Australia can top. They win in France, loses to Tunisia. And Australia wins, but they've got to win by a lot of goals. Well, the, either France has got to lose by a lot to Tunisia, or Australia's got to win by a lot to Denmark. Now, over there's like, like six goals difference. Probably, but France are probably going to rest players. It's yeah. not a, it's not a necessary win for them. No, no. As I say they, it needs to be a lot of, of um, yeah, the six goals between Australia and France currently. So, let's say, the, the total goal difference between those two matches, if France loses and Australia wins, needs to be greater than six. So, yeah. Um, very unlikely. Very unlikely. Uh, so, they could very easily give a lot of their squad players minutes. And, that, and yeah. still win, because France are good. Like, I'm yeah, not exactly. saying resting starters means France is not going to... Uh, do any uh, not going to do well in this tournament? Definitely, those those second uh, those bench players are incredible. Yeah, exactly. France. Um, so yeah, I I expect France to win no matter what team they put out based on their squad. But... So Argentina beat Mexico. Yeah, that watch that. That was good. Watch that as well. I. Great performance from Argentina. Mexico basically tried to punch them and mug a win, yeah. but it was that Argentina just dealt with everything. Other than one really good save from the Argentinian keeper from a mm -hmm. free kick, 
yeah, out of yeah. Mexico. I don't think uh, Mexico troubled Argentina at all. Argentina's defense kind of handled it. Um, it was really interesting because I was watching this with Nick, who told me like because the few times he's watched Messi play for uh, he play live. Uh, yeah, and he's uh, watched them play for Argentina. Apparently, Messi when the team don't have the ball, he kind of just walks around, doesn't jog, isn't yeah, like. Yeah. Obviously, we know he doesn't press because he's messy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's the thing is like the moment like and even if the team gained possession if they're just passing along the back he's like all right whatever I'm just chilling walk not even jogging he's just walking along and like the moment that looks like they're gonna start a move that's when he like live wire you know jumps and stuff and I was just like or like yeah but he's messy because yeah. so at the end of the day He's a croc. He's the alligator in the bathroom. You can't. The defenders can't ignore him because while he's there, you can't use the bathroom. You know, yeah, like exactly. you can't play through the. Do you, do you dare play a pass through the center if he's in the middle? Because you know it's messy. What if he catches yeah. the loose ball? And yeah. this was on the Tifo podcast the other day after yeah. the Saudi Arabia game, um, where they were talking about it. And yeah, and that is his thing. And it. The Argentine team is built around that as well, on the grounds that Messi will float in the centre there somewhere, and he'll be where Messi is, and he'll do some Messi stuff. Um, but yeah, he's not going to run, and he may just stand offside. You know, yeah. Argentine might have the ball, they'll pass it around. He may just be standing offside, and just like, stand there, just, and wait. The time I, was, yeah. I was watching the defence just pass the ball along, and I was like, are they just waiting for him to walk onside, and then they're going to start their attacking move? And it's... A lot of the times it looked like that. It was just like, okay. It's well, like... Yeah. He just sits there and just waits. As you say, he's the other guy in the bathroom. He'll just sit there and just be like, I'm here. By the end of... Yeah. And the, he'll... He's, he, uh, he will come back to get the ball and he'll get involved if he needs to. But if he feels he doesn't need to, like if he's like, the rest of the team's got this, he will just float into a position and he will get yeah. himself not where he needs to be, like... Yeah. You let the team go, you guys are fine, you attack there, I'm going to walk over here, so that when you get through this attack, I'm suddenly here. I'm in the right place at the right time. The, he allows the football game to flow around him, and he's moved yeah. to the next phase. He's like two, three phases ahead of the rest of the game. And suddenly, and that's what Tifa was pointing out. Like yeah, The game will flow, he... and then suddenly the ball pops, you know, pops free, and it happens to be exactly where he's just stood there the whole time, and it pops to him, he's like, hey, I'm right here, and he shoots it off. Like, that's yeah. what he does. And, like, we're... And, like, the whole alligator in the bathroom thing, it's it's there. It was evident mm. because when Mexico had the ball, they would have at least two or three players around him. Those players yeah. are not going behind looking to get into the channels, getting into a position to, like, oh, in case, just in case we lose the ball, we're good in transition to press. They're like, we have to mark Messi. Yeah. So, you know, it works. Like, yeah. arguably it's and more effective than impressing. Yeah, exactly. Though, so in the Mexico game, I saw he was getting back and getting more involved. So, in the, the Saudi game, he was very much more just wandering, walking wherever he felt like it, without really much, like, allowing the game to flow around him. I mean, like, the rest of the team's got this arm. But the Mexico game, there was moments where he was just wandering and walking in places. And then there was others where he switched to the other Messi, which was, okay, I need to be involved. And he came back and he was receiving the ball well deep in his own half, passing it yeah. and then running it and passing again and receiving and doing, doing all that. So, you know, I look at it and go, it's, he's, he reads the game very well. 
and yeah. it does feel a little bit he tries to get himself in the position he thinks he needs to be in. And the Saudi Arabia game, sort of, the Saudis just outhearted him, basically. Well, yes. they, they threw so much more at the game that yeah. they were able to nullify the alligator just by going, we'll stick our Arabia... arm in the in the yeah. in there and we'll just have faith in ourselves that we can pull it out quick enough. And they did. Also, just uh, we forgot to mention another GOAT level player, Robert Lewandowski, breaks his World Cup duck. Oh, yes, he, he was, did too, or, yes. He was the player who had the most number of games without a World Cup goal as a striker. Like, sorry, not one yeah. of them, but he notably played a lot of World Cup games without scoring, and he's finally broken it. So, congratulations to yeah. Lewa. Well Go done. Away. Good work. You'll always be 2020's Ballon d'Or winner to me. <laughs> yes. 100%. Uh, so he, uh, so Poland played very well against Saudi Arabia, and I think yeah. both games kind of show both the downs and ups of 442. Because 442 is the ultimate flex formation, <laughs> right? Because you can yeah. change around stuff according to the game state when you want. Or it can be the ultimate rigid formation. Everybody is knows has to stay in that formation, you know, where they are. Yeah, yeah. And. I think uh, it just played badly for them, unfortunately. But Saudi Arabia is still in with a chance to qualify from this group. This group is now on. It is Everything is on in this group now. Oh, yes, 100%. Poland, obviously, top of the group. If Argentina comes second, they go on the opposite side of the draw to Brazil, which conspiracy theorists are saying is why they lost to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh, not me, conspiracy no. theorists who are not me. Uh, Saudi Arabia uh, got a game against Mexico. Um, Saudi Arabia can beat Mexico. They've shown ability to do that, like in their game. Um, Argentina have a game against Poland. Oof, I expect that to be a competitive game. If yeah. if Argentina and Poland draw, and I think if Saudi Arabia gets a win, they're obviously through. Um, oh, Saudi Arabia do have the goal difference disadvantage. Yeah to Argentina but they have uh, so they are pro they do need to score uh, goals if they win and Argentina win they're both through both Argentina and Saudi Arabia they'll be top yeah, of yeah. the group um, a draw is not enough for Saudi Arabia either way because Poland Argentina both sides are going to get a draw so they need to win and then well, a draw a draw is good enough for Saudi Arabia if Poland wins that's the only yeah, that's right. That's the only time it's okay for them. Yeah. If, oh, no, uh, yeah, if Poland wins. If, if Poland they, wins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Saudi Arabia will come second. They won't be yeah. Then they can get through. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. The, um, But if Saudi Arabia win, they're through. Like, there's no mathematical way they're not through if they win. No, no. Yeah, exactly. So, Mexico need to win to get potentially get through as well. So I think that matters that like they've got even worse goal difference at minus two so. they have to absolutely thrash saudi arabia and then yeah. hope draw between Paul. Um, well no we probably hope for it would be beat saudi arabia and hope either for an argentine win or beat saudi arabia by enough to overtake poland poland, poland um, like loose oh no yeah so they need yeah they need to thrash Saudi Arabia and hope Argentina win. 
basically. Or yeah, Poland or if, wins. Or if Poland wins and they trash, uh, or then they, and they win against Saudi Arabia, yeah. then they're through. Yeah. But either way, they're dependent on other results. Saudi technically, yeah. if they win, they're they're through regardless. Yeah. They, ha they Saudi just have needs to win. Yeah. yeah. And Argentina and Poland technically have their fate in their hand. If they win, yeah. they're through. Um, I think if Poland draws, they're almost. They're it's if if Poland can get a draw, they're through. Yes. I'm not wrong. Poland just need one point for it. Yeah. The draw puts them through. They're on five. Nobody else can get past them. Yeah. Well, only Saudi can get past them into second into first, but that make Poland second. And obviously, if Argentina win, they're guaranteed to go through. If they draw, they're dependent on the other result. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, it's a very very interesting group to see how those last set of games play out. Now um, so moving on to the rest of the second round games, we've got Japan playing Costa Rica. I fully expect Japan to thrash Costa Rica as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that might guarantee them a spot in the next round. We're pretty close to. Because if, if Spain and Germany, it would need Germany to beat Spain for them not to uh, to guarantee it, right? Because then Spain might beat Costa Rica, and it becomes a every there's three teams on six points, and who? Yeah, yeah. Like that's so, gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, you're right. They need Germany to to beat Spain. Yeah, the only way they're not by beating Costa Rica, they go to six. So yeah, Germany beating Spain would put two more on three, and then Japan would have to lose to. Yeah. Lose to Spain and Germany beat Costa Rica, and then there'll be yeah all yeah. three teams on six, and it'll come down to goal differential. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got Belgium versus Morocco. Um, once again, I think Morocco can be. They have pace on their fullbacks, and they have pace, a bit of pace up front. I think they can trouble Belgium. Like I don't know how mm. well that defense can hold up. Like their attack is great, absolutely yeah. great, but that's. Uh, but that defense is wobbly, and I think Canada's exposed a lot of their weaknesses. Like, yeah. um, but Belgium are classy; they do have good players, so this could be a, an attacking game, even like yeah. be a lot of goals. The only but thing I, about this would I be that I expect Belgium to win, though. By the way, yeah, uh, just putting that in. And the win pretty much guarantees Belgium up spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I think it does. It does because Croatia Morocco drew. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't matter what, what happens in that Croatia-Canada game. Um, with the Cro if Cro I think Canada's going to win that game. I think there is mm. an aging team element in Croatia. Like I said, yeah, they're yeah. not a lot of their younger players, and I think Canada have pace. Yeah. Um, they were, like I said, genuinely statistically unlucky to lose to Belgium. So, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they'll beat Croatia. Then we've got uh, Spain Germany. Up for, Canada, up for Croatia, Canada. Um, the battle no, I think of the seas. The battle of the seas. No, I think the the aging experience of Croatia will still just manage it somehow, um, where it matters. And it'll be wily. It'll be deceptive, but Croatia will get there somehow. All right. But I I also agree that Belgium will beat Morocco. Yep. That's just. It's gonna happen. All right, Group E, Spain. Yeah, Spain. Spain's gonna win. Germany's out. See you, bye, Germany. Spain's too yeah, good. I agree. Spain's too good. I agree. Um, I, I know Cameroon, this Serbia. 
Oh, camera is... Draw? I feel like it's got draw written all over it. It does have a little bit of draw written over it. I want to say Cameroon, but... Yeah, I think draws probably. I see Serbia has been given the bookies push. Um, yeah. But yeah, I sort of feel draw. Yeah, yeah. And then we have... Uh, South Korea v versus Ghana. Um, I feel like a draw here as well. I'm hoping for South Korea here. Feel like they've themselves the... well against Portugal. To be fair, Ghana, Ghana did, and but this is the game South Korea have to win if they want to progress. Give yeah, themselves yeah. the best chance. They've got to because they got Portugal last, so they've got to they've got to get its points in this Ghana game. There is a good uh, good chance all the rest of the Group H games end in a draw. Oh, there's a super good chance of that happening. <laughs> because those uh, teams, as we said before the tournament, those teams are are all super good. It's super even. So, all right, so Portugal did very well to get their their three points in the bank. So Group G, Brazil, Switzerland. What are we predicting? Ooh, that is going to be tough. I still think it's going to be Brazil, but it's going to be. Be very tough. I think Brazil are gonna guarantee qualification, but I think this will be a close game. I think two one. Yeah, two one so. seems right, right to me. Um, Portugal, Uruguay. Oof. Once again, oh. I uh, the Group H games are just. This hard. game, are, I think once again, if it plays out like the way Portugal played against Ghana, this could end up being a draw. But I think. Portugal are just going to edge it out. I think once again, mm. another 3-2 another for Portugal. You think? Yeah, because that seems likely. I do agree that Portugal's likely like to edge Suarez it out. Suarez will get a yeah. goal at this, in this game, I think. Yeah, yeah fair enough. So yeah, well, that's our predictions for the so far, second round of the group stage. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll look to do a, another follow-up uh, after all the group stages are done. Mm -hmm. uh, the end of the next, at the beginning of next week, rather. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully, uh, the, we'll be able to give a preview of the round of 16. There's a bunch of great games to come. Yeah. Uh, now, just because we're not, we're going to review the third round, but there's going to, there are some incredibly juicy-looking games to come for the last uh, for the last round of games we've got obviously USA Iran yeah traditional rivals Wales England enough said yeah uh, enough rivals there that Saudi Arabia Mexico because group C has still got everything up for grabs 8 a.m. 8 I'm gonna be flicking between Argentina Mexico I think that's gonna be incredibly riveting to watch and that Australia yeah. mark game is effectively a Qualification for the next round, almost. Effectively, yes, almost. So there's there's a few scenarios where it's is okay to lose, I think. But yeah, effectively the winner is the one that goes through, along with yeah. France. Um, we've got a bunch of other games. I I think the South Kana Uruguay games obviously going to be intense because yeah. Like, let's be very clear here. Like, I don't condone Luis Suarez biting people. <laughs> no. But blocking that goal with his hand was a completely 
okay thing to do to get his team to win. He took he didn't pretend he didn't do it. He didn't like act as though he didn't deserve a red card. He blocked it with his hand and went, Alright, I took the red. So yeah, exactly. So and it ended up working, so yeah, I don't think you can I don't think anyone should blame him for that. That was a like, and he didn't injure another player. Like a lot of professional fouls are super cynical. Like they're literally trying to take a player out. Yeah, okay. yeah. If you're gonna commit a professional foul like that. That's not injuring another player. No. It's a you know, it's a definite red card, and he you know took it in the chin, and Uruguay took advantage and won. Yeah. Exactly. He's saying like he did something. Horribly illegal, but he didn't argue about it. He didn't say I didn't do it. He just like, yeah. This I... is not a hand of God like you no. know situation. He was like, oh yeah, I'm breaking the rules here. Send me off. But you know, yeah. I'm preventing my team from losing by doing yeah. this. By doing this, I'm, well, I'm giving, giving, yeah, making it a second chance. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if he doesn't I, do yeah. it, it goes in the goal. If he does do it, they have to take a penalty. Might score, but hey, there's a chance. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, just before we finish off, who did you like so far? Obviously, uh, whose performances in the tournament so far? Not, uh, we've only seen a couple of games for our, mm. uh, for all our um, uh, for some of the players, but um, yeah, who's your player of the tournament so far? Oh. oh. That's a little bit hard. Um, I'd actually probably go. I might actually go Valencia from Ecuador. Valencia, I. Yeah. I'm very inclined to agree with you. Enter Valencia has been an absolute gun for Ecuador. Yeah. Cody Capco, uh, very good. Uh, I have noticed you. Obviously, Lionel Messi. Yeah. Doing Lionel Messi things. Mm-hmm. Richarlison's doing Richarlison things. Yeah. Yeah. But, whew, Ener Valencia is very hard to look beyond him at the moment. He's been like the heart and soul of that Ecuador team. Exactly. If they make it through, it's it's on his back. He's he's yeah. He's the one that is. Yeah, you're talking. We've talked about talisman players before. Yeah. I feel like he is he is the talisman for Ecuador at the moment, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen because of him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that being said, Kylian Mbappe has had a great oh, trip so far as well. Like, yes. If you're asking me who I think will end up being player of the tournament, maybe Kylian Mbappe, huh? maybe him. But, maybe you know, him, yes. Like, but uh, Enervil, uh, if Ecuador make it to the semis or something like that, definitely we'll be talking about Ener Valencia as a player of the tournament type player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Kylian Mbappe leads France to another World Cup, yeah, he's winning Ballon d'Or next year. Like, let's just write it down. And <laughs> done. Uh, it's done, yes. But yeah, um, other than that, what's tournament thinking so far? Uh, you enjoying it? Enjoying the timings? I, I'm quite enjoying the timings. The timings? So like, I like the 8 o'clock games. 5 o'clock games. games are very watchable for me because yeah. I'm already up by 5 on most work yeah, yeah. No, those are very watchable. Um, if and I can get some replays in... The 11 o'clocks are watchable. Oh, the 11 o'clock last week with the Argentine-Saudi Arabia game. That killed me. Oh, dear. Bad enough that the game was bad. It was the way it went. 
But yeah, no, yeah. That, the one thirty sleep did not, or two o'clock in the morning sleep did not work well for me. So it seemed yeah. like a good idea. It's like seven o'clock is not that late. By the time it finishes, one o'clock. By the time it finishes, it's it's deceptively late. Yeah. But no, yeah, the times are, yeah, saying that 5 o'clock game is watchable, 8 o'clock game definitely is watchable. Um, yeah, those are the, pretty good. The group stage, we've got 4 and 8, they're very doable, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you kind of don't wake up at 4 and I kept waking up at 5, I can still catch a decent chunk of the end of games. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're defi definitely looking forward to definitely enjoying the times. Yeah, but I think on that note, that's all we have time for today. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah we look forward to hearing from you all. Um, thanks so much for listening, and yeah, see you all next time. Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, be even more. Find Six Four Two Discord and a buy me a coffee. Pretty sure it's buy me a beer. Oh yeah, buy me a beer on buymeacoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us, and we may even listen. Especially if you do buy a said beer. Or coffee. I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube. <laughs>